Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well. It's a final word daily, India, England, day one at Hyderabad. I'm Adam Collins, I'm in London. Cam Ponsonby, he is at the ground for Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary cam, as is the custom on these shows. Please sum up all the action inside 30 seconds. Go. It was a good day for England until it wasn't, and it was an okay day for India until it was great. England got themselves up to around 250, having had too many wobbles. Ben Stokes batted fantastically well to make 70 himself. Then, well, India took took the piss, to be honest. Tom Hartley opening the bowling in his first ever <laughs> test match and Jaiswal was put, put him into the stands with the very first ball. The whole idea is that England play the attacking brand of cricket. Not today. It was India through and through. They finished on 119 for one, going up as good basically a runner ball until the run rate came down just a touch towards the end. Um, yeah, in theory, it's kind of level. In reality, I think India are way ahead of the game. Yes, 365 runs in the day for 11 wickets. And India are only 127 behind England all out in the 65th over. So moving the game forward. For, for much of that first couple of sessions, I was reminded of the Pune Test match in 2017, which I was at where India eventually lost to Australia. But it was India's day on day one in terms of taking consistent wickets and just looking like they were going to monster England. And that was the point where Stokes, the Stokes so often does, and took the initiative and batted so well with the lower order. Um, I think he was... 17 from 52, having not hit a boundary and hit 39 from his next 19 ball. Something very Stokesy and had great support down the list from Tom Hartley, who we'll come to in a moment, who made the important 23. There was the, the brisk opening stand for England, the three for five collapse. They got in that hole uh, with the top order. Uh, when it felt, and again, this is the perspective watching down the telly, but I, I'd be keen on your, yours as well. That, um, that most of the dismissals early on kind of fell when they were playing quite defensively. And when they were liberated when losing wickets down the list, well, they added 91 for the last three and got to what looked like a vaguely credible score at 246, although, um, although India have made a relatively quick work of that so far. Yeah, I mean, the opening session was just so entertaining. It was so much fun. Uh, India bowled eight overs of seam up top, um, uninterrupted. What a waste of life that was. That is never happening again. As soon as Ashwin and Jadeja came into the attack, it just looked like a different game. I really, I was really excited. The peak of my enjoyment today was when England were 50 for none. And that wasn't from a position of mm. being an Englishman. It was from a position of, oh my goodness me, we might be, be about to have five incredibly entertaining test matches. And I thought a really good like caveat or look into the psyche of the Indian team um, facing England was when Ben Duckett was on strike to Jadeja and Ashwin 
straight away when Jadeja was bowling it was two sweepers one out either side when it was Ashwin it was three sweepers mm. two out on the leg side one out on the off side and like captains and Rohit Sharma did this yesterday he went we don't care about the opposition we focus on ourselves it's the biggest load of like bollocks ever of course you focus on the opposition as well you have to if you are a pragmatic and responsible team and it was an acknowledgement from India that they kind of were about kind of bending the knee a little bit to England saying we're aware of how you're going to yep. play on the flip side it's also a very good way of playing England because it meant that they could attack Ben Duckett with a slip and a backward point and preventing his reverse sweeps from, well, potentially getting him dismissed, caught behind or caught at backwards point. But they also had the sweeper out and meant that when he did execute, he'd only get one. And it meant he had to play it a slightly different way to how he would have wished. And he got out, as you said, kind of prodding forward, uh, being caught, um, trapped LBW. And then the same happened with Zach Crawley, where he kind of chipped the ball tamely to cover, having potentially not mm. fully committed to the drive in a way he might have done against, I don't know, uh, kind of the seamers earlier on. And then it looked like India were going to run away with it. It kind of was like, oh, we've seen this show before. This was the hour that England had. And now India just get to be India, win the match, win the day. But Ben Stokes basballed it. And I, I can't, I, I'm saying that word knowingly because I think, kind of feel like basball is just whatever Ben Stokes decides it is that day. And today it was soak up the pressure, get yourself a bit further into the game and then kind of launch a bit further down the line in a more conventional manner. Yeah, it, look, it is so misunderstood. It, it is about trying to get the opposition to play on your terms. And Rohit Sharma would have learned a bit watching the way that Pat Cummins captained points in the Ashes where it worked to absorb pressure and to deny, deny England boundaries. And I think the sweep of things quite sensible captaincy. He didn't go completely to plan. There was a time there where he, he missed a few cues with Jasper Boomer bowling uh, to the lower order, but we might come to that a little bit later on in the show. But yeah, the, the, the starting point here is that the way England play does change the way a conventional fielding captain will go about has their work to. It on, should do. on day one. But yeah, and, and that's fine. Yeah, I agree with you. That That's perfectly reasonable. You respond to what's in front of you, not what's um, not what you're going to dogmatically stick to across the course of five test matches. And yeah, England do have that uh, brisk partnership either side of lunch where Joe Root, who never really looks like he was in any meaningful rhythm, but gets a start. Bairstow looked a million bucks, got to 37 before oh. copping an absolute unplayable from Akshar Patel, the ball of the day. Akshar against England, it's a mighty matchup. He might have been a little bit underbold Akshar in the end compared to his colleagues, but um, when he was used, he was he was super impressive. And then Boomerah, the other contender for ball of the day, um, the court behind that where it was Ryan Ahmed, wasn't it? It was an off-break. Yeah. It was reminiscent of the ball that he bowled to Ollie Robinson at Lords a couple of years ago, late in the piece, with a little bit of pace off, 123 clicks, but breaking back like he's Sid Barnes or something like that um, to uh, find the inside edge of Ryan Ahmed and, and Chaos Barat gloved that as well. So... Um, yeah, that, that's 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 India's response to England's response, if you like. And so far, they've been they've been good enough to keep their cool. Uh, where we saw from time to time in the last couple of years, sides on day one have been just overwhelmed by England, but India weren't. Yeah, I, I actually I love watching Test cricket on pitches like this. I know that's kind of against the the idea of that we all come here and moan that it's spinning too much. And the idea, like it is spinning quite a lot. And the way you can tell that is when you watch Jasper Brimra excel in such an incredible and impressive way. When he bowls that mm. off cutter, my favorite ball of the day was actually um, when he beat Stokes' outside edge really late in the innings. Yeah. And it was just an off break at kind of 72, 73 miles an hour. And Stokes kind of looks down the other end knowingly that kind of, like, there's no chance I'm getting near that. And I think it was a really good example <laughs> of when Gareth Batty has a little theory and I, this, is a, this is relevant I, I, will, I will get there 
about he thinks that you should be able to throw the ball in cricket he thinks you should get rid of the 15 degrees rule and his reasoning is if you come out to places like India and Sri Lanka or in the subcontinent when uh, when teams are in the nets and net bowlers come down they face international quality bowlers who are throwing it and he goes basically if you think that's easy if you think you could throw the ball to an international level you don't understand what's happening you don't have an appreciation of the skill level that's required to still do that and I think that's what is highlighted here in terms of yes the the, wicket, the track takes spin and will spin but you have to be of a bowler of the quality of Ashwin or Jadeja or the seam quality of Jasper Brimra to really make the most of that we then saw that when England came and had a bowl and India 120 for one in the blink of an eye it's not just a, yes the conditions favour spin but you have to be at that elite level to really make it the advantage that it is kind of made out to be Sounds to me like you're calling Boomerah a chucker, so you better be prepared. That's to a good cry point. More. Am I? Um, yeah, right. let's lean into it. I think I, I, I don't cry more. I wasn't. It, it wasn't what I was going with, but for the, for the sake of the final world algorithm, <laughs> we will go with it. We'll go with it. <laughs> uh, Joe Root, just want to come back to that for a sec. So today's a bit of extra bounce. You bowl off breaks on a Saturday. I do. They're very similar. I've been known to a little bit, a little bit recently as well, albeit not quite so much on Saturdays. But how often, like, have you had a guy? Just limply, I say limply, I'm, I'm not being overly critical of that. It was just a half-hearted shot from Root. Yeah. Where a bit of extra bounce claims a top edge and it balloons to short fun. That never happens. That never happens in real life. And yet it's happening in a test match where Jadeja, a ball that didn't really turn, it was just a tiny bit more bounce. And yet he picks up the guy who's made more runs against India than anyone in the history of test cricket. Have that. I've, I've, got, I've got to be honest, the Joe Root dismissal from a bowling point of view, I found very relatable. A batter tamely giving their wicket away and getting caught in the ring. The <laughs> Axel Patel Johnny Bairstow on that's where I went I don't Less really so. recognise that one too much the kind of beautiful yeah. spin delivery yeah I, Root and Bairstow were going really well they batted brilliantly to get England to, to lunch and well just beyond and yeah I, I, I don't think that's I always I'm interested to know what kind of England's take on the the day is is that who gets put up for press afterwards and we were trying there was a bit of a debate about whether it was going to be Root, Bairstow or Duckett because it's not going to be Stokes because he's already spoken as a captain. He'll speak at the end. It can't be any of the bowlers because mm. they've just been tapped everywhere. And so it's kind of who who did England feel batted best today? And they gave that award to Ben Duckett, who did funnily enough say um, it, that England is still... He, I found this interesting as well. So we're ready to interview him as soon as he comes off the pitch with TalkSport, mm. who I'm working for, who are next door. Um, and he went one minute and he went into the dressing room first. And they had the little team talk. I'm guessing in part so he can come back out and kind of be on the party line, understand what the message is. And England were resolute in the fact that they felt that they had an, a, a score that was above par, um, which I, I mean, I don't want to disagree, but like your opposition are 120 for one and looking like they might get a, a million and one. So um, it might be a little bit unders, a little bit. Yeah, the game's just changed, right? So I mentioned that Puna Test match 2017 earlier. That Australia made that in 95 overs. In the end, the, it, it's a... It's an extraordinary second innings hundred from Steve Smith when it became a snake pit and Steve O'Keefe making uh, making the most of that and taking 12 wickets in the match. I'm not, I'm not saying it'll play out that way, but just the rhythm of the day. But the difference is that it moves along so quickly. England have batted for 30 fewer overs than that today. And India have moved the game forward so quickly themselves. And they're the ones putting pressure on. So, I mean, we, we come to Tom Hartley, who was... You know, yeah. cheered on. You could see Stokes was willing Hartley on with the bat down the other end. Like Stokes is doing what Stokes does, and we we almost brush over the fact that Stokes hit seventy and eighty-eight balls, three sixes, all of them coming after T, and getting them to that platform at least, whether it's par or not, it's neither here nor there. Two forty-six is due to Stokes, and it deserves mentioning on the way through. But 
like really believing that Hartley has something to offer, then throwing him the new ball. I, I, there'll be a debate as to whether Anderson should have played a containment role. Anderson, having done that pretty well yeah. in 2021, didn't take a heap of wickets after the first test at Chennai. But what he did do is he went at 1.5 and over and he gave them a chance to... He almost played as a spinner in his own way. And by that, I mean he held sure, up an end yeah. and provided a chance to, to rotate up the other end when they were relying on... Leach, who worked his way back into that series quite commendably, but went around in the first spell that he bowled in the series. And Bess, who struggled, and that's where Bess kind of fell off the cliff as an international cricketer, where he couldn't bowl consistently at India. And they made the most of that. So the new ball gets thrown to Hartley, and first ball gets hit for six. I was pestering Andy Zaltzman for all of these various stats through the day, despite the fact that he's writing a um, news quiz right now, which is quite in the news right now. I'm not sure if you've seen, Cam, but uh, the, the program that Zoltz yeah. is on is um, being, uh, being um, punched around in, in the culture wars. Anyway, I digress. And yeah. we, we were working yeah. out that, um, that, that Hartley joins only two other bowlers who've been hit for six uh, with their first delivery in Test cricket. One of those was Faf du Plessis in 2012 against... Australia at Adelaide, where his first ball was a half track, rank half tracker, mowed by Warner for six into the into the football stand, I think it was, uh, and uh, only went on to make one of the most uh, extraordinary centuries of the 21st century, batting out the final day entirely, uh, an unbeaten hundred on taboo. But anyway, um, Hartley gets hit for six first ball, and. You know, there's a moment there where he has a review that isn't... Well, they've used all the reviews, we'll come to that. But one of the reviews, the the court behind one, is turned down. Then there's the front foot, no ball later in the over with the claxon going off and the crowd going wild. Uh, You know, it it just hasn't clicked for him yet. And it's going to be a tough night for him. I don't think he'll get too much sleep because he has made a contribution with the bat. But when you consider that he's effectively keeping Anderson out of the team... Uh, he, he's going to have to find a way tomorrow when it's bloody hard because they're already targeting him as you'd expect. Yeah, in, t- in terms of like the rate at which the match is being played, like Test cricket's now kind of played in a TARDIS, in a kind of dimension of time we don't understand anymore and it's just different to what we've ever kind of confronted before. And what I found interesting about, yeah, on that point, Jadeja went at basically five and over. He went on more than one whole run and over than he ever has done in a test innings at home when he's bowled more yeah. than four overs, I think it was. I think I was courtesy of Lawrence That's Booth, it. the wisdom editor on Twitter. And um, then it comes to Tom Hartley. And I, I, I was building a bit of an unfair connection in my head. It was reminding me a bit of when Ashton Agar was called into the Australian setup last year. Yeah. And he had this kind of amazing white ball skill set. And the white ball skill set is such that you can drive it into the wicket, as Tom Hartley's here to do, but you're able to miss short. And the saying is bowl for cut shots. So if you drop short and it's an easy, quite strongly hit cut out to the offside, it is one run. The reason why that's not a brilliantly fair example is because Hartley Bowl played 10 matches for Lancashire this year. He's played a lot of red ball cricket, but he was in a completely different role. This was the first time he opened the bowling in first class cricket. He averaged mid 40s for Lancashire across the county championship. He was kind of this, yeah, the containing role, but with the new ball, it was such an alien example. And just you had a, a, this kind of shock back to reality of how fine the margins are. I imagine his first ball, he's thinking, land it, just get it up there. I've been, I'm here to drive it into the surface, get purchase, and it's meant to be a bit of a cheat code. He goes a tiny bit full, and Joeswell puts him into the stand. He belts him miles. And you can see immediately his confidence is kind of rocks, because immediately you're on the back foot, and then he gets swept or gets pulled for six later in the same over. And the ball where I started to worry for him was actually the first ball of the following over where he had Sharma on strike 
and he just mm. lost his line down to the leg side. And I was like, oh, like shit. If he's missing his length and his line, genuinely the worst possible combination that can happen to a bowler. And then when he was bowling back to Jaiswell with the left hander, they had a certain field where, right, we're going to give you cover and we're going to move someone over from the offside so you can have that protection on the deep mid-wicket boundary. But it left the mid-off region open. Stokes was at a very, very kind of extra mm. cover wide mid-off. And then again, it means you can't miss full because it's just a bunt down the ground for four and it happened again. And I think in moments like what Hartley's just gone through, it makes me develop or renew my admiration for spin bowlers at this level because you're bowling against the players who do not miss it who are used to facing 90 miles an hour you're bowling at 55 you have to be so accurate to not bleed a boundary and over and that's unfortunately what happened to Hartley I think Stokes was right to keep him on and the reason I think he was right to keep him on not just from a kind of self-confidence point of view but from an opinion of that was potentially going to be a spell that cost five test matches because India could hit, could have hit Hartley out of the series in, in, in that last session. Where, where do you go from that? If you have a guy going at nines, can you, can you, can you pick him again as part of a four-man attack? How, like, what, what risk happens? Then the, the option of Anderson becomes so much more attractive to have that control effectively. Yeah, We've been joined well, that, by that, Jeff that, Lemon. That, that. Yeah, I don't think we're really being joined by Jeff Lemon. I think Jeff Lemon should immediately oh, jump out fun. of the, uh, the Riverside window. He's got another podcast to make with Brat from uh, from Brisbane, where uh, where uh, where that uh, that day is just finished uh, between wow. Australia and West Indies. We're doing double daily so far. If you didn't already, I hope that makes that. the final edit. That was fun. We'll try and get it in there. But yeah, the the, the forty seven <laughs> ball half century from Jayaswal. He just looks an absolute gun, doesn't he? We saw him play. Uh, and we covered uh, some of that series in the Caribbean earlier this year. He's just made the T20I ICC Team of the Year, so he's versatile. There's that Rishabh Punt bit to him as well. The fact that he was able to get down inside the line of Hartley and smack him first ball premeditated for six. But I remember when Rishabh did that second ball of his test career at Trent Bridge back in 2018 and the way he was able to put so much pressure on spinners in the first part of his test career. And we hope that Rishabh Punt will have a second part uh, to his career when he completes his rehabilitation. So, yeah, Jai well, 76 from 70. And that includes a noticeable slowdown. They only went at sort of three and a half and over yeah. after losing the wicket of Rohit Sharma, who did hit one up in the air after Leach built a little bit of pressure. And that's the experience that Leach brings, and that's what he'll need to bring. Yeah. Mentioned that he had a fairly decent tour of India. I think he took 30 wickets in India, if I recall correctly, in 2021, having had that, that tough start. So a lot will hinge on him. But then, of course, you know, you've got KL Rahul, Shreya Sire, Ravindra Jadeja as the next three in. India will be thinking, look, they'll have a they'll have a handy first innings lead by lunch yeah. tomorrow uh, and they can, um, they can apply scoreboard pressure in their own way. Can I just t- t- tag one last point onto the kind of England spinners situation? I wish I'd said this earlier because it was kind of something I was chatting about off mic when really if your off mic opinion should be on but I was worried that England were only ever like three sixes away from like disaster with their current yep. bowling lineup because you had Hartley Ray and Ahmed Jack Leach and between one of them you have to find an element of control and you don't necessarily know where that's coming from and we knew you could tell from the moment the match started that India were going to target all of them individually to know that if you break one you almost break the whole attack that yep. happened with Hartley and without wanting to sign too clever I was actually kind of more concerned when Leach was going at fives than when Hartley was going at tens Mm. because if Leach was going at fives without a risk being taken you are genuinely then thinking what do we do 
we can only go to Markwood or Ryan Ahmed from here. You've got Ryan Ahmed, who's this teenage leg break phenomenon, is not there to give you control. Markwood is that not there to bowl long spells. And then the lad who was initially meant to be the control bowler is going at 10s. The game changed when Shubman Gill had a, had a bit of a yeah, torrid time out in the middle to, to begin with, at least. And then the economy rates came down. But yeah, I think... Oh man, I started today so hopeful we're going to have an amazing series and I've ended it thinking we're going to have an, in- an incredible series but just for very different reasons. Yeah, it's going to be very watchable cricket the whole way through. Cam, let's pause to uh, prepare ourselves for the final word, Hall of Fame. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Final Word Hall of Fame is your most final word moment of the day if you're new to this program. And it's brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. It's hard getting picked in a squad cam. Just ask your namesake. Cameron Bancroft. So why not pick your own squad instead? Join the brand new Westfield Club today and you can pick the squad that suits you best. Whether you're a foodie, a family person, a fun-loving fashionista, there are exclusive offers and content waiting for you and your squad. Join our Step Counter Challenge where you could win a 200 quid gift voucher, be the first to hear about incredible offers and events, and even get some member-exclusive goodies on your next visit like a free gelato until the end of January. If you want to make the most of your next visit to Westfield Shopping Centre in the U- in Europe or the US, you must join oh, Europe or the US. We're expanding our remit here. Not just London and Stratford City. It's global brands. There's, there's a tweak from when we talked about them in the World Cup. You simply must join Club West- yeah. Westfield Club today. Not Club Westfield. You go to the Westfield Club today. Google Westfield London or Westfield Stratford City to join online or download the Westfield app and do it there. Westfield, more extra, less ordinary uh cam tell us about your moment of the day jump in the westfield squad I, I heard that westfield only opened that u.s outlet after they partnered with the final word i think it was the increased reach <laughs> they gave the gave them the extra rev- revenue uh, hall of fame uh, just a really tame one to begin with johnny bairstow's brandless bat stickless bat love it um, mm. always a massive fan of that when i was a kid i used to take the stickers off my bat and sand it down so i was so maybe johnny bairstow was trying to be like me when i was in the under 13s don't know it's p- possible um the man who's taken his place with the gloves ben folks just cleaned out all the stumps it was um it's one of those memes that can be made in post when if england lose 5-0 you can go this was the moment it all started going wrong where england thought they had an mm. above par score india got off to a bit of flyer and then folks just ran through all three of them to collecting a throw from the outfield everything was on the floor including mr folks himself and just on folks, I thought his dismissal where he followed one with his gloves was class from Akshar, setting him up round the wicket with balls that were that was speared in, as we saw so effectively three years ago in this corresponding series. And then the one that's a little bit wider, turns a little bit more. I mean, it was a it looks a poor shot on replay, but don't underestimate how hard that is oh. to do for that subtle change that, that Akshar can do with his wrist. And yeah, that makes him such a threat when round the wicket to England. Uh, my uh, most enjoyable final wordy kind of moment was the five, the the the... the Great bit of commentary where Harsha Bogle, immediately friend of the show, immediately knew uh, that 
it was going to be checked upstairs. Paul Wilson, uh, not Paul Wilson, he's retired, isn't he? Paul Rifle, Pistol, and Chris Gaffney yeah. were the two on-field umpires. And they sent the, and just to go back over what this was, it was a four overthrows when they were coming back for a second run, right? And if they haven't crossed, as they didn't in the World Cup final of 2019, as Owen Morgan quickly jumped in and said as well, subtly, um, it, it's five, not six. So they had to go back to where they started. Um, but Harsha was all over that, so um, it's rare that you see a five. And the reason I mentioned that bit before was that there weren't any sixes until Hartley and Stokes started going for it um, deep into it. To that point, it was all boundaries. Uh, so yes, I think that's um, I think that's suitable. It's rare you see a five like that, but I also appreciated the commentary from Harsha, a man who does do his homework. Yeah, I've got to be honest. That was when I realised. Um, I had a black hole in my knowledge because I went, is that six? Is that five? And he didn't signal anything. So I was actually made a mental note of it being a Hall of Fame moment. So I went, yep. did you know if it's four overthrows, the umpire just doesn't actually signal anything? Yeah. And that was wrong. That was incorrect. So um, you learn something new every day. And if, to be honest, I don't need to learn more cricket things. That's just taking up more space than required don't, don't you remember but. Kumar Sangakara Sang- Kumar, Kumar Dharmasena putting up the six fingers in the World Cup final to signal um, the four plus the two? I d- so I got actually laboring on this now but when um, the umpire raised his hand for five I went oh my it's five penalty runs as well <laughs> we've, got, we've, got, we've got 11 uh, that was wrong wrong as well oh. I, had, I got a lot of things wrong in that moment but there we go all right. Well, it was a, a huge and busy day of Test Cricket. We'll be making those programs every day at Stumps. Cam's going to be at every single day of the series for the Final Word Daily India, England. For Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Cam will do it all again tomorrow. Until then, bye-bye. Sorry if I ran into empty, wrote this so you know what I meant. I had to 